Hey, I'm Ashley Waldbauer, and you're listening to Nevertheless, Shlee Persisted, a podcast slash audio diary where we prioritize gratitude and unpack why we keep on persisting. Hello, hello, hello. It's me. It's your girl, Shlee, and welcome to another episode of Nevertheless, Shlee Persisted. Hi, I'm so, so thrilled to be back. I know I've only been off for a week, but it feels like so much longer, weirdly enough, Um, which I think is a good sign because I missed doing it. I really wanted to record last week, but I just didn't have the mental capacity. Woohoo! And really the time. (laughs) Also, I had none of that. Um, So hi, happy to be back, thrilled to be diving into the episode today, but before we get to the gratitude list, I just wanted to take a moment and update you on all things Schlee at the moment. (laughs) Here we go. Okay, so number one, I opened Joseph, finally. Woohoo, we had opening night. Well, it was a matinee, so we had opening day. And uh, it went really well. Listen, it's a solid show. This is a solid show with a kick-ass group of people. And I am really excited to be performing it. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Tech was a lot. But, I mean, the tech process was smooth. Some behind-the-scenes things were not as smooth, um, but that's okay. That's just live theater for you. Um, yeah, it was a long journey, but we got there. It's open. Now I can kind of get back into a normal routine, a normal schedule, which you know I thrive off of as a Virgo. <laughs> So, you might have seen on my Instagram post, my Instagram story, that I was just updating you that there wouldn't be a episode last week, and yeah, uh, that's just because I felt like I was drowning a little bit, not gonna lie. Um, so, number one, uh, I just want to say I apologize if you've texted me in the past week or two, and uh, it took me a hot second to respond, or I haven't responded yet. It's not that I don't hate you, it's just that... It's not that I, whoa, it's not that I hate you. (laughs) My brain spasmed. I don't hate you. (laughs) My brain is clearly pretty full at the moment and uh, just once again, didn't have the capacity. But if you texted me, I can can promise you that I love you dearly, um, which is why you have my number. But yeah, so just uh, thank you for bearing with me on that or if you're currently bearing with me on that uh yeah yeah so not only did I have tech I also just got an influx of like self-tapes these past couple weeks which is kind of crazy like honestly it kind of makes me laugh because I feel like I've gotten a lot of self-tape requests being here in Virginia and I feel like that happens like the moment you leave New York then you get all of the calls to come in and I'm like hello that's so rude so yeah I had a lot of self-tapes to do on top of tech and my poor poor voice (laughs) 
But you know the cool thing about having a lot of self-tapes while being in tech, looking at this situation, glass half full here, um, is that I did not have time to be a perfectionist about literally anything that I was doing. And during these self-tapes, I think I really stuck to my three to five take rule, which I don't always follow. And I'm not sure if I've talked about this here on this podcast, maybe, but I'm going to say it again. I usually try to stick to a three to five take rule, which means I take five takes max of a song aside, whatever, mostly because I don't want to be a perfectionist about it because obviously there's always things that you can fix in a self tape. But usually I find that either the first or the fifth take is like the best take that I'm going to get. Um, and it's just like silly to nitpick everything. Yeah, so I try to stick to the three to five take rule or else I will go crazy. And I really did that this week. <laughs> and I was really proud of myself for it. But plus, they were just also good takes. And I think it's because I, I was pretty much out of my head and very into the mindset of like, here's where I'm at right now. It is what it is. My voice is going to be what it is. And take it or leave it. Um, which has been really nice and calming, surprisingly. Also, I feel like with these self-tapes, there's kind of a lot of things not going in my favor. Like with a lot of these callbacks, I need to be in person <laughs> for them. So it's kind of like, if I'm going to book it, like if this is what the universe wants me to, to have, like I'll, I'll have it, like it will be mine. So I really have no control of where I'm at right now. Also, it's just like so funny because I was talking to um, a girlfriend of mine. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Caitlin, who I have talked about on the podcast before. Hey, girl, hey. And we were just talking about how funny of a concept it is and just a funny industry to be in that like you, while you have a job in the theater, you are still constantly looking for work. Like that's kind of bonkers. So sometimes it's just like hard to sit in the moment like <laughs> I just opened a show and I really could not just sit in the tech process because I was taping for future shows and that's just not normal for any other job <laughs> so you know what give yourself some grace if you're going through the same thing as I am um it is a weird industry people but um yeah, this is the this is the life I chose. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll go into this a little bit later when we get into the thoughts and feels of the week. But I've just gotten so much love and support from not only my amazing cast members, but my friends and family who understand what I'm like during Tech Week. And what am I like during Tech Week? Um, pretty introverted and pretty much like one track minded. So I'm not going to be answering my phone very often. I'm not going to be on social media. Um, I pretty much eat, sleep and breathe the theater. <laughs> Uh, which makes me want to throw up a little bit but um that's tech week for you yeah my introvert just comes out and I have like zero energy to chat here's another fun update for you I just am learning a lot about myself as an actress and a human throughout this show which is really fun and cool and not that like past shows have cha haven't challenged me they definitely have but this one feels different in the sense of like I am learning to love my quote-unquote weaknesses or what I personally deem or view as weaknesses. So an example of this is one that I've talked about on this podcast. Me as a human, I'm really, really self-conscious about my mix. Um, 
yeah, I just, I don't always love the way that it sounds, especially when I get higher up there. Um, and I am starting to really love it in this show. Um, as you know, or as I've talked about on this podcast before, this show, number one, is no joke vocally for the narrator. Um, but two, is just like a crazy range for any woman. It's an insane range to sing in the show. And, um, I've been pretty self-conscious about it this entire time, except during Tech Week. And once I've really gotten into the character and, or into my version of the narrator, and once we've, you know, performed it for people, I'm really, really digging my voice, but like every aspect of my voice, which is really exciting. And I never thought I would ever feel this way about all aspects of my voice so that's so fun so I'm just like learning to love a lot of my weaknesses during this journey also I'll say it I really really enjoy being in Joseph which I never thought I would say number one because Andrew Lloyd Webber is not my fave composer in the world um and honestly still isn't the score in Joseph is still pretty funky um (laughs) And also the lyrics, which is, I know, a Tim Rice thing. But um, I'm still having a great time. Like, I honestly get the Joseph hype now. I'll say it. I'll admit it. So uh, if you're in the area, please come see it because uh, we have a great time. It's a fun time. Oh, another update. I got to be on the radio, the good old Fredericksburg radio. We did like a little interview on, ooh, TED Talks? No, not TED Talks. Town Talks? Okay, yes, not TED Talk. <laughs> I was on Town Talk with Ted Schubel, um, which is heard every weekday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. on News Talk, 1230 WFVA. Host Ted Schubel talks with Fredericksburg, Virginia area leaders about events and issues affecting the region. Yeah, that um, is their description. But I was on it with um, Tanisha Harris, who is playing the Pharaoh in Joseph. And I'll put a link, I guess, on my um, Instagram if you want to listen to it. We just chat about the show, which was fun. Um, also, another thing that I've kind of learned about myself and have become is I'm a drink girly. I think that's the right term for it. I'm a I'm a girly who has always at least three drinks on her now. And I think it's because I have been kind of getting over a little sickness these past couple of days, which has just been from exhaustion. <laughs> just, you know, going through some um, voice shit. But now I always have like three drinks on me. So right now I currently have tea, water, and a Diet Coke because listen, I still need some caffeine and some happiness in my life. I can't just cut out caffeine as a whole, okay? Stop yelling at me. Um, Yeah, so I've also learned that about myself. I am a drink girly. Okay, so those are just, you know, some little spark notes. What's new with Schlee? Um, Points. (laughs) Yeah, lots has been happening and Let's get into the gratitude list because I am very excited about this list. It is a long list because, you know, two weeks in one, you're going to get a long list. So yeah, let's dive into it. Okay, number one on the list, New York Nails. And by that, I mean New York Nail Salons. Listen, I've gotten my nails done twice here in Fredericksburg since I've been here. Um, and they've been fine. I'm still on the hunt for like... A good nail salon here um but I think I just am really spoiled with my New York nail salon 
like they're really good and they're like perfectionists when it comes to nails so um I think I'm a little spoiled it's not that my nails right now aren't great but like if I had to rate them I would give them a C but I'm gonna try a new nail salon next time that our stage manager Jess gave to me so I will keep you updated but I am definitely spoiled with New York nail salons and you know the one good thing about being in Fredericksburg is that they are cheap they're cheaper than New York but like also I I get the the price now in New York I get it because they're so good and they stay on forever so um yeah next on the list is game people um Listen, I'm so thankful for this Joseph cast because the people that are in the cast house, because there's a separate cast house with um, a bunch of ensemble members too, and they're all really, really rad and really, really cool, and I love hanging out with them, and they are game people, like board game people, and that makes my heart so happy because I'm a game board person, and a lot of my friends in New York are as well. So it's like, it just reminds me of home. It makes me feel like home. Yeah, we play, we, we just have a good time playing a lot of games. Catchphrase, that's a good one. Taboo, oh, there was another new one. What was it called? Triad? Hmm, I'll ask about that. And we have played a Disney game called Magic Kingdom, which has been really, really fun and like a throwback to childhood. Um, so yeah, that's been fun. I think Catchphrase might be my favorite though. I do love that game. It's a good one. So yeah, I'm very thankful for game people. <laughs> game, I hope I'm enunciating that well. I'm also grateful for gay people, but but yes, also game people. <laughs> That's going to be fun to listen back on and edit. <laughs> Next on the list is finding new bomb-ass classical songs to listen to. Now, here's the thing. I know I'm a nerd. I just am going to throw that out there. I know. Um, I have this playlist that I listen to before I go to bed every night. Um, and it's a playlist full of classical music. And I love classical music so, so much. The Four Seasons really gets me going. But I love when I find a new classical song that I'm like, oh, yes, this is going on the playlist, baby. They usually have lots of strings involved. I do love me a string section. I'll say it. I'll admit it. I love it. Okay. The next gratitude point kind of goes hand in hand with the last one about classical songs in case you forgot. <laughs> and it is, this is really niche, but it is the conductor scene from Annette. So Annette is a movie. It's a French new wave movie musical. <laughs> I know that description is insane. But it stars Adam Driver, and it's truly an insane, wacky movie. And it's not my favorite movie by any means. But there's this one scene that is so freaking good, and I've just rewatched on my own because I think it's stunning. And it has to do with a conductor in classical music, which is why it goes hand in hand. But the person in the scene is Simon Helberg, who is from The Big Bang Theory TV show, which I just was kind of shocked that he was in this movie. But he is so freaking good. And it's basically like it's the scene that breaks the fourth wall with the audience as he's conducting this orchestra um and you can 
and like the the music goes with all of his thoughts and feelings and it's it's kind of like a soliloquy in that sense where he's like speaking to the camera but also to himself oh it's so good it is so so good I highly recommend I literally think it's called the conductor if you look it up on YouTube um maybe I'll also share it on my Instagram because I'm apparently sharing a lot this week so yeah highly recommend just looking for that scene or if you want to watch the movie too go for it I would read a synopsis before you do though (laughs) yeah I just love being unexpectedly inspired by other art I guess like who would have thought that I was watching this like (laughs) super crazy weird film that I, I would come out of the other side of it having a favorite movie scene and who would have thought that I would be a classical musical a classical musical, a classical music girly. Um, not me, that's for sure. But uh, I love it a whole lot, and it's become um, a really important part of my routine. Okay, next up on the gratitude list, this is point number five. I haven't really been keeping up with it this time, but just so you know, it's the fifth one, um, and it is the reality TV Super Bowl. Now, what does that mean? Great question. I'll answer it for you. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Vanderpump Rules or not, but it is a great show. It's a reality TV show um, about a, well, it's kind of veered off from the path that it originally was on, but it was about this, like the waiters and waitresses at this really fancy restaurant um, slash bar called Sir, and it's owned by Lisa Vanderpump, who used to be a housewife. Anyway, um... There has been a huge scandal that has happened with a couple of the reality TV stars on the show. It's basically a cheating scandal, like a love triangle moment, and it is called Scandival um, because the main guy involved is named Tom Sandoval, and he's gross. It makes me go, ugh, but it is just, it's quite literally our reality TV Super Bowl. So if any of you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) please reach out. Let's talk about it because, um, yeah, what a wild, wild time this has been. The finale just aired and so all of this craziness has just gone down and then the reunion is about to come out. So we're about to get a catch-up session on what is currently happening. Very, very exciting. Love Vanderpump Rules. Okay, number six. This one makes my heart really happy. Um... It's been a hot second since I've talked about Matt, and by a hot second, I mean this podcast so far, because I'm pretty sure I mention him in every podcast, Um, but he got me opening night flowers, and it was really nice, and they're really cute, and they smell really good, and they're huge, and I wasn't expecting it, and it was just really, really nice, and it made my day, and I do really love flowers. Like, I love getting flowers from Trader Joe's and treating myself, and it's just been a little hard to do that here, just because I'm like, I don't want to get a vase and bring it into my hotel, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I have a vase now, thanks, Maddie B. Raps. Um, So, yeah, I just love flowers, and it was really nice, and I was like, wow, is my new love language gift-giving? like receiving wise (laughs) um it's not but um I don't know these past two weeks have been a little rough long distance wise because we've both been really busy and it just made my day so if you have a partner make their day with a with a bouquet of flowers or if you just have a bestie that you want to send flowers to do it because it'll make their day I promise yeah 
Love me some flowers. Thanks, Matt. Okay, next up on the list is cheesy rom-com books. You know me. You know I'm a book nerd. And I think I updated you on this last time, but I finished, like, this fantasy series and I the next book I wanted to read I just needed something a little different to you know take a little break from fantasy so I chose a rom-com suggested by Caitlin once again hey um and it's called funny you should ask and it was really cute and it was an easy read and uh, an easy um book for my reading goal that I try to hit every year so (laughs) highly recommend I also got it like 50% off at Barnes & Noble, which was super rad. I love that. Yeah, it was a fun time. Go read it if you want. Maybe I should explain what it is. Maybe maybe that would help you decide if you want to read it or not. It's basically about a journalist slash writer who is doing a piece on this movie star and he's about to be the next James Bond but there's controversy because he's American and everyone's like "Ooh, don't like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah and you know there's some romance in there. You could probably guess what's what happened. Um but it's still a good time. It's a good read. So uh, there you go. Still not a great uh, synopsis of the book. But, you know, go look it up on Goodreads. That'll give you a better <laughs> synopsis than I just did. Woo-hoo. Okay, number eight on the list. <laughs> this one is so good. <laughs> it is part of my costume in Joseph. So listen, because I got to choose what I wanted to do with my hair. Shout out. Thanks for letting me do that, Riverside. Um, I really wanted a ponytail extension. Kind of like giving UK Howard in Six the Musical where she has like a long pink pony. Well, I just got a long pony that matches my hair. But I named her Reba. <laughs> and she's fierce. And I will also post a picture on my Instagram. And I love her. And she makes me feel powerful. Once again, these ponytails make you feel powerful. Um, yeah. And honestly, my whole entire costume for this show is pretty rad. I'm wearing a red power suit. I have gold sparkly eyeshadow. It's giving Aragon from Six. Once again, it's just, you know, taking a little inspo from Six because it makes me feel good and powerful and like a pop star. Um, so yeah, I love it so, so much. I love that costume. I love my look and I love Reba, the person, the artist, and my ponytail. (laughs) Okay, number 10 on the gratitude list. Uh, Sour Patch Kids in between scenes. Thank you to my good friend, Logan Schur. So, who doesn't love a good Sour Patch? Am I right? But here's the thing. I get really dry when I sing in front of people. My mouth is just like a desert. Super fun. Um, And I don't have very much time off stage in this show. So, when my throat is really dry because I sing pretty much the entire show... Um, I pop in a Sour Patch and it helps me a lot because it obviously gets your saliva going because it's sour. Um, and Logan Schur taught me that trick because she also gets dry mouth. Um, my gal, my bestie, thank you so much. <laughs> Number 11 on the gratitude list, the gym. Now, I know I've had this on here before many a time, but here's also one of the things that I've learned these past couple of weeks. Um, well, really this past week that I've had tech, is that the gym is really good for my mental health, which, once again, I never thought I would ever, ever say in a million years. Um, But I just feel 
so much better after I go to the gym, even if it's just walking on the treadmill for a bit. Like, I just feel um, so much better. It's true. Like Elwood said, endorphins make you happy. I know I didn't quote that right, but... <laughs> It, but it has to do with endorphins and and being happy and how happy people don't kill people. Legally blonde. Uh, anyway, miss the gym. I'm going to get back into that gym routine. Um, and I'm very, very excited about it. Okay, last gratitude point. Number 12. I know I've had a lot of them, but once again, there's just so much to be grateful for these past two weeks. Um, so number 12 is my show playlists. What does that mean? Great question. I'll answer it for you. So every show that I do, um, I started this when I was in six and it's really, really helped me, but I create a playlist for each character that I play. Um, so I made one for Molly and Ghost. I made one for each queen during six and I made one for the narrator. And it's just like songs that either remind me of the character or songs that I think the character would listen to or songs that just like get me in the right headspace for this character. So since the narrator isn't like, I don't know, a character, that's not true. She is a character, but she's a little more vague. It's not like Molly and Ghost where I'm like, a human that someone has written specific traits uh, for, I guess, basically. I mean, the narrator, like, you could really go any direction with. But for my narrator, I really wanted to pick songs to put on this playlist that, number one, were all sung by women, um, and number two, just made me feel like a badass pop star. So, you know, there's lots of Beyonce, Billie Eilish, Ariana Grande on there. Um, usually pretty like upbeat songs that get me in the, the hype zone because I have to have so much energy for the show, you guys. I didn't realize how tiring Joseph and the amazing Technicolor coat would be, but I truly have to be like the Energizer Bunny um, because I, I bounce around on the stage a lot. <laughs> Anyway, this playlist really helps me tap into um, me and narrator land. And I'll also share it on my Instagram once again. There's so much to tell and show you. That's my gratitude list of the week. It's a long one, but a good one. Um, so much to be grateful for. Woo-woo. Um, please tell me what you're grateful for. On my Instagram once again, every Sunday I ask... What are you grateful for? What's on your list? So hop on over there. Follow me at neverthelessly persisted. Yeah. Alrighty, friends. Let's dig into the thoughts and feelings this week slash really just the past two weeks. And boy, have I got a clusterfuck of emotions for you. <laughs> so I've been mulling over many a topic for this week um, because so much has been going on in my brain. But I think I've landed on the biggest one that I've been mulling over this week that um, I've just literally now realized that I think I want to talk about. Like I had a completely different plan for this episode, but we're shifting gears because it's my audio diary. <laughs> I can do that. Um, so I know the last episode I said that I wanted to talk about conflict and maybe I'll touch on it this episode a little bit but um, I really want to focus this episode on confidence versus ego and honestly scratch that I really mean confidence and humility versus ego now what do I mean by this let's dive right in 
So, as I've said many a time on this podcast, currently playing the narrator and Joseph, the narrator is a um, pretty big role, and I feel like I've really gone through a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to my confidence in myself to in, in order to portray this character. Like I've talked about before on this podcast, I forget what episode it was, but I was freaked out at the beginning because I was self-taping for a different Joseph for the narrator and I was not really satisfied with how I vocally sounded and was really stressed out about that and kind of really got into my head, especially because, um, you know, fortunately I was cast in this role honestly off of my last role at Riverside which was Molly so I um didn't really have to send in an audition tape to Riverside because they had already seen me perform which um I'm very thankful for to have been in that position um but it also freaked me out (laughs) because I was like you haven't even heard me sing the material and you want to cast me like okay it's just a lot of um trust in me and I think it honestly kind of freaked me out a bit because that had never happened to me in my career before and I know what you're probably thinking like shut up Ashley this is like literally a great um opportunity for you like why would you second guess the director and um, I totally hear you yes but as you probably know from listening to my past episodes um I am my biggest uh obstacle <laughs> Sometimes I really get into my own head and psych myself out and this was one of the times that I was doing that. And once again, because I am a recovering perfectionist, I just remember the first time singing through the score and I didn't really think I sounded very good at it and my first instinct is like, well, I can't do this, I can't do this show, I can't do this role. (laughs) Like, chill, Ashley, you're going to have to build some stamina, some vocal stamina for this role. But at the moment, you know, I was in freakout mode. So that's where my mindset was, like, right after I signed the contract and, I don't know, maybe had a month before I had to go into rehearsals. But because I am a no-quitter, obviously, I kept practicing and kept getting more comfortable with the material, and it ended up being fine, obviously. Um, But I just wanted to let you know what my mindset was before even stepping into the rehearsal room. So I was feeling fine going into rehearsals. I knew my shit. I have been practicing a lot. I'm Once again, I'm a very hard worker. So I kind of had come to terms with the fact that obviously I'm not going to be perfect before I step into the rehearsal room. That's silly logic, Ashley. And during rehearsals, I was fine. I felt pretty confident about what I was doing. Once again, I had done the work. And of course, uh, you know, there were a couple directorial... Um, bumps in the road that I kind of came into contact with but who doesn't in any show through tech and dress rehearsals I feel like I really landed in a good good spot now would I have liked to land in that spot a little earlier Um, maybe like right before tech yeah but that's (laughs) not how it goes all of the time and that's my Virgo planner brain just wanting to be uh, ahead of schedule and it just happened um, right at the nick of time I felt really good pretty much my final dress I was like okay now I understand where I fit in this world 
Plus, as a side note, playing the narrator is just a, a whole different ball game because my main scene partner isn't there through the entire um, rehearsal process and pretty much tech process too because my main scene partner is the audience and it's very much breaking the fourth wall all of the time for me and um, yeah, so I didn't have my scene partner for pretty much the entire rehearsal process. So then when I had actual people in the audience and people to play off of, I was like, ah, got it. <laughs> so yes, I was, like I just said, missing a pretty big puzzle piece in my entire puzzle as um, the narrator. But on top of that, I think I was dealing with, um, there's a little bit of pressure playing this role um, because number one, I'm on stage pretty much the entire time and I sing a crap ton in the show um, and I lead I lead the show. Um, I am the one telling the story and that is a lot of pressure for one human um, and I felt like I was dealing with it pretty well in the rehearsal process um, mostly because I once again am prepared um, and was on top of my shit but also just as a shout out um, I mean my cast is awesome the ensemble members in the show, the brothers, the wives, are just ugh, a powerhouse group of humans. And I really, I just have felt so loved and supported and could not have done this without them. And I am truly just having a blast performing alongside them. Anyway, I was feeling really good confidence-wise, like very confident in myself as a performer and confident in myself in this role. I mean, obviously, as you could probably tell from my last episode, I still have bad days too and um, bad days when it comes to how I view myself, whether that be how I view myself physically or talent-wise, blah, 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 you name it. So obviously... Yes, I would go through those days, but for the most part, feeling pretty good about myself throughout this process. So then something happened, a situation happened that kind of threw me off my game. Now, before I get into the story, I just want to say that I have been very, very honest and vulnerable with you on this podcast, and this is another story that I'm a little nervous to talk about, but... At the end of the day, I think it is important and might start some good conversation. Um, before I start, I'm not trying to talk shit about the theater. Um, I think it just reflects, the situation reflects where our industry is at the moment. So long story short, um, it's the end of the tech day and we're staging bows. And um, Joseph... The, the guy playing Joseph gets the final bow um, and it kind of threw me for a loop. Um, I think I just, I guess I assumed that I would get the final bow um, because I'm the narrator and I lead the show. Um, and I know what you're thinking, Ashley, it's Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which I totally hear you. I'm totally with you. Um, yes, it is Joseph's story, but who's telling the story? Me. And I just want to say that this has nothing to do with our Joseph or his talent or work ethic. Um, but at the end of the day, I, um, was really sad and disappointed that I didn't get to go last. 
And because of this, I just kind of have been in a spiral of many thoughts and emotions. One being, this fucking sucks. I've worked so hard um, and I deserve that last bow. Um, Another conflicting feeling is, Ashley, it's just bows. It literally does not even matter. Another thought being, you're being really egotistical um, and at the end of the day, this is not about you. This is about the show and this is about thanking the audience for coming and sitting through the show and watching you and being there to support you. Um, So shut the fuck up, Ashley. Another thought is I hate being a woman in the industry and feel like men get all the glory. Even when I, as the narrator, sing double of what Joseph does and I'm on stage a little bit more than he is. And the thought and feeling that just kind of takes over for me is the feeling that I am being a diva and being egotistical, which is, I mean, clearly I'm getting upset about it, but it's something that I never want to be or come off as. And being confident yet humble is something that I strive to work on and and strive to be as a performer every single day. It's just something that I'm very aware of and something that's really been instilled into me from when I started theater at six years old. So yeah, many a conflicting feeling coming out of that situation. But I will say it's kind of sad that my first thought is that I am egotistical and a diva because I feel sad about not getting the last bow. I don't know. And I just... I guess it just felt like all of my hard work and effort um, was not seen and was pushed to the side. And then I started going down a rabbit hole of appreciation and how I wanted appreciation, but did I really just want validation? And am I insecure? And was I just seeking validation from the director? Which are things that are not true. But it just, once again, it sent me down so many paths of so many different emotions. So I guess full circle, bringing it all together, or trying to in this case, because I'm processing while I'm speaking. Um, The main point that I wanted to get across is that it is okay and it is normal to have so many feelings and feelings that seem conflicting or opposite at the same time and they can all be true at the same time i've been learning a lot about this in therapy <laughs> because once again people are complex and feelings are complex and situations are complex um and it is not as black and white as we think or hope them to be So let's break down these three main feelings that I'm having just a little bit more. So number one, the main feeling that I'm feeling is that I'm egotistical or um, the diva idea or, ooh, the diva idea. Okay, that's kind of fun. (laughs) Basically the idea that I'm a diva. Switch that around for you. Someone start a podcast with that name, okay? I won't trademark it. Take it and run. 
anyway, going back to the fear of being egotistical. Um, that is just, once again, something that I never want to come off as. Um, it scares me that people would think that of me and I never want to come off that way. Um, maybe I'm so cautious of this because I've seen it happen in so many shows where I've had many a diva that I'd have to share the stage with before and it's not a fun time and I never want to be that person for someone else. Um, but as I was talking through these feelings with um, good old Maddie B. Raps, shout out to you, babe. Thank you for letting me um, throw my half-baked ideas at you all the time. Um, but anyway, I was scared that I had acted like a diva because when we were staging these bows, I am someone who cannot really hide their emotions so I was afraid that people saw how upset I was and um, I didn't want to make anyone uncomfortable but those were the feelings that I was feeling at the time Um, and he made a good point where it was just like the fact that I'm so cautious about being a diva probably means that I'm not one if I was one I probably would have said something then and there and started a whole thing then there's a side of me that I previously talked to you about where um, I'm always pretty aware of trying to be humble but also trying to walk the line of being confident as well Um, and I think when this happened I think it just was a self-check-in moment where I was like Ashley are you being an egotistical monster And then going back to the diva idea, (laughs) hey, um, I'll use it again. (laughs) Um, I think it's sad that I had that thought also, and I think that is just a good um, check-in for where this industry is at the moment, where if a woman brings up any concern or problem that they might be taken as difficult to work with, um even though they might have a valid concern. (laughs) I mean, I talk about this a little bit in my last episode, Feisty Schlee, which if you haven't listened to that, please do, um, about, you know, this industry and, well, this world is, you know, has taught women to not start conflict and make ourselves small and make ourselves more palatable. Um, And I think this is just another area of my life that kind of pointed that out to me. And then we have feelings two and three, which kind of go hand in hand in how conflicting they are. Number one being the feeling of, uh, do I need validation? Am I insecure? Versus the other feeling of, no, I'm self-confident and I'm really confident in myself and the work that I've done in this show. Um, And those are pretty self-explanatory. And honestly, I think they are both good feelings to have and um, to check in with. Because at the end of the day, I have worked so hard on myself and um, have a lot of self-love for myself and it's good to check in. Once again, it is, it's okay to have these feelings of, eh, am I insecure? Do I need validation? And then instantly be like, no, silly goose, you're doing just fine. <laughs> and that, people, is growth. So there we have it, folks. That's my main point is that multiple things and multiple feelings can be true at the same time because we are complex humans, artists, performers, whatever you label yourself. And I also want to say that there is obviously really no conclusion to this story. It's not like I went up and chatted to the director and said that I had an issue with it. The important thing is not what happened at the end. 
I think the important thing was that this sparked a good conversation for my brain and something that I needed to kind of be reminded of in real life because yes I can talk about it in therapy but once I tackle it myself in the real world like that's that's where growth happens for me and bless my therapist for sparking this light bulb in my brain uh but I also want to say that like yes the bow thing hurt yes but I've processed through it clearly as I'm talking about it now. But at the end of the day, it's not going to affect my performance because I still love to perform and I love to perform on stage with the amazing humans that are on stage with me. Um, And I just am having a lot of fun, even though I know this podcast episode has once again seemed like an emotional roller coaster. I promise I'm okay. I'm having fun. I'm having a blast. Um, This has been just a nice little check-in for me, even though it's been a wild ride. I don't know if you gained anything from this episode, but I sure have. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for listening to my ramblings. Um, I love and adore you all. Thank you so much for listening. Um, As always, you can catch me on my Instagram at neverthelessly persisted. Send me a DM, send me a text. You know where to find me. Um, Yeah. I would love to hear about your week and what's going on in your life. All right, friends. Love you so much. Have a great week. Bye.